Hey guys, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash let's not panic. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Let's Not Panic podcast. We're two practical people who have been chronicling a pretty impractical trip from San Francisco to Patagonia and back again. We're trying not to panic. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've quit our jobs, given up our lease, and hit the road in a Toyota 4Runner that's been our home. Maggie... I noticed you made a few syntactical changes <laughs> to the intro on the fly there. Yeah. What's that all about? We're in San Francisco. Yeah. And Shadow is not our home right now. Shadow is not our home. We're recording from my mother's house like adults. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shadow <laughs> is our... my high school senior year yearbook next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you needed any evidence that you're not in your grown-up home, it's your yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We are back in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and we have given up our lease, but we are actively, very, very actively trying to start a new lease. It's true, but we'll get into that. First, we'll catch you up on what we've been up to. Yeah, and I'm a little low energy right now. We're very many days late on recording, mm-hmm. and it has been very hectic, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to talk about. And I just got back from a full-day job interview. Which we'll get into later. Which we'll okay. Maggie's the, uh, <laughs> the showrunner here. All right. Because when last we recorded, we were headed into Tahoe. Right. We were still in Chico. Right. With Kim and JD. And Henry and, and, Henry Atticus. and Atticus. Yes. And we went from there into a bit of wild camping. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. We drove straight to Lake Tahoe, and actually, we intended to go to this campsite that was down an off-roading trail like mm-hmm. 26 miles of it's it was a big loop mm-hmm. um and i didn't realize it was actually part of the rubicon trail uh which is a very famous off-roading route from tahoe uh westward hmm. and it is pretty difficult i would say if we didn't have our entire life inside the car it mm-hmm. would have been no big deal mm-hmm. But our car is so extra heavy. Like the cars we saw coming off of it were like Jeeps with like a few people sitting in them and like maybe a picnic box. Yeah, they're not you know? like a fully loaded yeah, shadow. They don't have like 1,500 extra pounds of shit. 1,500 <laughs> extra pounds and super high center of gravity because mm-hmm. of the rooftop tent. And yeah. so we're crawling over these rocks. We're going really, really slow and we make it about, I mean, we could do it. I think Shadow proved that she could do it. Oh, it's not about it whether she could. It was like, do we really want to do this? Yeah, today? real slow going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we backed out of that. That was on the west shore of Lake Tahoe. And there's amazing stuff. There's national forest all around Lake Tahoe. So mm-hmm. we weren't too worried. What we ended up doing was driving up Highway 89, which is the way that you go if you're headed to Hope Valley or Kirkwood from Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. headed off the hill a little bit. And we went up to the pass there. I think it's Luther Pass. And then took a forest road Mm -hmm. and just explored. And that road was really cool. It just kept going and going and going. And we decided to pull over at the first opportune campsite 
That we liked. That we liked. Yeah. And it was in this valley, and uh, I yeah. flew the drone there. So. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. That was a really great spot for uh, wild camping, and incidentally, the last wild camping before we hit San Francisco. Yeah. So extra meaningful. It was great, because the Tahoe Forest is very uh, recognizable to me. It's very sentimental to me. Yeah. What yeah. was that like, like camping in if, your home? It felt... <laughs> Uh, well, so I had never been to that forest road, so yeah. it felt new, but the forest is so similar in the altitude. Um, you know, it's like 8,000 feet where we were. Yeah, which I, you got actually low, were. I got low-key altitude sick. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Adam we was were, like, you have Lyme disease, and I was like, I'm I did pretty not sure this altitude sickness. <laughs> I just said, maybe consider if this is Lyme disease or not. Looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck in high altitude. I, I think we can clear you for Lyme disease. I don't think I you think have Lyme disease. I think we can clear me for <laughs> Lyme disease. You're right, Adam. So, Maggie, please <laughs> stop worrying about it. And, in fact, you can just stop bringing up Lyme disease, <laughs> period. I'm, I'm kind of sick of hearing you complain about it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, but so that was Tahoe. And then mm-hmm. we went to see my dad. Yeah. And that was cool. And, and your we got step-mom. to see Annette. And that was cool. And we got to see my mom. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing really well. My dad is, has moved to Lake Tahoe permanently mm-hmm. with Annette. Yeah. And they are doing... Well, since we saw I, them they last, seem they less got stressed married. Out. They did a surprise wedding sure. that we got to phone into. The, yeah, they've been together, though, for... Right. It's it, still like, exciting and awesome that it, they got it is. married. We couldn't be there. Yeah. But they have been married in my eyes so. yeah no they've been like emotionally married yeah and, and for all intents familially. and purposes is that a word familially sure i think that's pretty close what, what would the word be for, i don't know what you're trying to say uh familially they are married they had been married i don't i for, still uh, don't really <laughs> understand what your you point mean is my <laughs> totally made up word is not perfectly clear to you you are like still in hardcore programmer brain <laughs> yeah I you can tell People can analyze this and probably tell that I'm just... Like, even your voice is more monotone. Roboting through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. It's a gauntlet that they put you through in these tech interviews. I know. Your life is very different than mine. Mm -hmm. So we had a great time in Tahoe, and then we went from there to L.A. Yep. Then we drove all in one straight shot down Mm -hmm. to L.A., Mm -hmm. uneventful. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, now that we've made it back, I had a weird, like final destination kind of oh my god i did too fear that we were just gonna die in and la not, not make it all the way to la just like oh. our final end point that we've been talking about like die yeah. at the last like 100 meters or something yeah i had that but i just thought we were gonna die in la oh <laughs> I, it's so weird just because you were very drives, jumpy was that what that was about yes everyone oh. drives like crazy assholes in LA. They drive like crazy assholes, but they drive cars that if they crashed into shadow, we would probably barely even feel. That's why I'm just I like, I think you right. overestimate shadows like indestructibility. No, shadow can totally be destructive, but they're not going to be destructive by getting hit by a smaller car. It's going to be destructive by rolling over and at it like just, 100 miles an hour. We complained about like driving in Buenos Aires. Yeah. I would say it is more harrowing to drive in Los Angeles because there's rules, but people are breaking them. I Okay. My take on it, and this is actually further in the show, I was going to talk about this. Hmm. Let me revisit this. How about that? Okay. Yeah. How coy of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is you cool. respecting narrative arc. We'll just we'll so. just put some suspense into the show. Mm. 
So, um, but we were in LA to celebrate my sister's elopement. Yep. So when we got back, she was Mrs. Mika Morgan, and he was Mr. Mark Takuda Hall. I don't know how they're handling their last names. Yeah. Anyway, I, they're married now. When you started now. saying their last names, I was like, oh, Maggie has some information here. Nope. And it turns out... I just switched them. Nope. No information. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was an awesome party, and we had a great time. Yep. And we made ourselves sicker because we've been fighting a cold <sighs> by getting drunk at her party, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Or I got drunk. You yeah. didn't really get drunk. It's... We can trace this cold back to young little Atticus, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> little, little snot ball. He had Maybe little they're snots. just Petri dishes yeah. is the thing. Uh, it was worth like, it. Yeah. Totally worth it. And you're carrying him and schnuzzling on his face with his little boogers. This is the first day, though, that I'm feeling like I I'm back cold. on my feet. I, yeah, I have a cold yeah. for sure. But I feel like, okay, I've got this. Yeah. I'm getting better now for sure. But then the next day we drove up to San Francisco. Which, like, you were not at all emotional about. Can we talk about your complete lack of emotions? Yeah, it just felt like another city that we are visiting along the way. Like It's not, though. It's our home. No, I know. It's, it's, it's starting home. to... I think it's starting to sink in. Is it just that you're having a delayed reaction to Yeah, it? this is how I process all emotions. I don't like feel them in the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I just... I'm in denial, and I act robot like I am right now, and then I slowly... They start to creep in. It was hitting me, like... Basically, as soon as we got to Stockton, which is like a city uh, south of San Francisco, <laughs> as soon as I started seeing like the familiar places around where I grew up, like because I used to go out there and play softball and like that's where, you know, my travel team was based. Yeah. And then we passed by Oakland, which is where, <laughs> you know, I grew up. When we went, first of all, we were like, we're coming to the Bay Bridge and it was like, ooh, fast track. We oh, have, yeah, that was so I exciting. saved our fast track thing. So we have like the, you know, the e-pay, electronic pay pass. Yeah, the transponder. Yeah, it's a transponder to pay for your, your park fine or your mm-hmm. uh, your tolls so you don't have to stop. And I was like, ooh, I think I still have it. And I dug it up and you were very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then when we crossed the toll plaza. Are you going to make fun of me? It went beep, beep. And you started to cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you so. got teary. For the I wasn't like booing about the ba- the fast track. I was just <laughs> it was a very familiar sound <laughs> from a life that felt very far away. It was very symbolic because it is <laughs> sort of like the gate. Once you cross that gate, yeah. you are you're locked in. You can't turn around. You're gonna go well, to San Francisco. Treasure Island. Uh yeah. yeah That's wrong. true. <laughs> you could do that, but why would you do that? Because Treasure Island's pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell which one of us has stopped at Treasure Island and I, which one of us has I've been on there. When I <laughs> sold my previous car, I went to Treasure Island and took some glamour shots, and it sold for a great price. <laughs> People <laughs> fall for that shit. <laughs> Do you have it? Can we put it in our show The notes? GTI photos? Yeah. I don't know. I th- yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Well. But this is. it was when I sold the car to get Shadow, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah. 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 It wasn't too long ago, but I just don't know what what device it would be on. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought it was really emotional and exciting. And the other thing about it was um, we went straight to Red Scott's house so that I could be a guest on the Boar's Gore and Swords podcast, yeah. which actually you can listen to if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Um, I was their guest for this past episode. Yeah, I was there too. Mm-hmm. I, I was in the background creeping. Creeping. Creeping like it's, a creeper. It is weird because it was Maggie and Red and then there's third host, Ivan, who is always remote. And it mm-hmm. is weird to listen to two-thirds of a podcast because <laughs> sometimes you and Red will just all of a sudden start cackling 
out of nowhere. Well, Ivan's very funny. I can't hear what Ivan said. It's just like (laughs) you two just laughing. Um, But my point was, um, they live in an area with like a lot of Victorians and a lot of the kind of like iconic San Francisco looking buildings. And I'd been looking at apartments online prepping for when we'd show up. And I felt really emotional. I, I ducked out with um, Red's wife to grab our dinner because we like got some barbecue from a place around the corner. And I felt like I was in like a weird dream state because mm-hmm. I was walking through all these buildings that looked like oddly familiar, but I wasn't home. And I don't. I, I was like very emotionally <laughs> struck by being back in San Francisco. Yeah, I think those emotions are still buffering for me. Yeah, so you I'm didn't even feel anything when we went to our old apartment. Yeah. Well, I had the presence of mind to try to film you being emotional. And I had the presence of mind to guard myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still working on it, I think. We have so much going on that it's like, uh, I'm just yeah. kind of scatterbrained. Yeah. That's Those are my feelings. Okay. Panic mode. Not yeah. pa- So it's not panic. It's like doing mode. It's, you know, You're like in I'm programmer not, brain. Right. So at, this thing happens to Adam when he's working and he gets like very singularly focused. And if anything distracts from that focus, it makes him very cranky and kind of upset. Mm. And you're like, you're like that. Yeah, I get a little cranky right now. A yeah. little irritable. Because <laughs> we got a lot to do. We got to do it. Do, do, do. I know. Okay. That's the podcast title. Settle down. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. All right. You didn't get my joke. Do, do, do. Do, do. Uh, I don't think... Make poop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think jokes can be made in this manner, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) This this does not a joke make. Anyway, immediately starting Monday morning, we got to start our apartment search. Yeah, and that's been fun. It seems like the prices in San Francisco have leveled off, but the rental agents and the landlords have not caught up to that fact they're still pricing things as if it's this crazy frothy market that just keeps going up and up and up and up but it's not not, and the demand isn't there so people put listings up and i think the listings are staying longer than they expect Mm -hmm. because we do get the vibe a little bit of desperation from the rental agents they get very excited when we say we're gonna you know maybe we'll do an application and they're like okay well what's your email i'll send you the application right now and While you're watching th- me. This should be fine. This should be fine. It's Whereas, like, like, compared to previous times I've looked in San Francisco, you'd walk in and be like, I love this place. I'd love to live here. What can I do? And they're like, I don't know. Beg. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it's not like that this time. Right. It could be a lot worse. So we actually, we saw the very first apartment we looked at was a larger place that's not central at all. It's in what's called well, it's Castro. Not that it's not central at all. It's it's really not. It's uh, There's n- nothing within a 10-minute walk there's yeah, no true. no businesses within a 10 minute mm-hmm. walk in san francisco so it's you know yeah. anything like that in san francisco it's pretty far out there and it's up a big hill but it's a lot of space mm-hmm. we kind of need a lot of space i think i you know maggie's going to work from home mm-hmm. and you know if you work from home and you're cooped up in the r- same room that you sleep in it's it's not good for mental health in my opinion no no um so anyway, we the very first place that we looked at is our most promising thing right now, and we actually have been approved to do it, uh, to take it if we want, but it seems a little overpriced, and we're, we haven't looked at enough places to know for sure, like, this is a good deal. Mm-hmm. So we're really on the fence. W- what we did was we kind of lowballed. We replied back, and we're like, what about this amount, which is like 12% less. Um, and, the, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
So keep your fingers crossed for us because if they came down on price, yeah. I think it would then be a pretty we're in. rad then spot. We're in. But otherwise, we, we might <laughs> just keep looking around. And um, living with my mom. Yeah. Well, we're spreading around. We stayed yeah. with Nick and Rebecca. <laughs> my stepdad, though, you didn't hear it because you were setting up the podcast equipment. And he's like, well, you've already been here for like, what's been 24 hours? <laughs> Which <laughs> I thought was a pretty good burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to just set up a clock. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we stayed with my sister and mm-hmm. Alok, and we stayed with Nick and Rebecca, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're just trying to bounce Who around. We're guests on our podcast. Yes, indeed. Um, so we're spreading it around a little, and now we're with Maggie's mom, mm-hmm. um, and she's and been it's been very kind and hours. excited to have us. I know it's not about that. Yeah, you know, we're people in our thirties. Living with your parents at in your thirties has a different feel than when you're like right out of college. I think. Yeah. Well, you were the one that was like the most against staying here at all you were like i don't want to move back in it's like well we're not moving back in we're well, just like you'd scared me you were like it took me two and a half months previously uh, to find did. a place and like two and a half months is a long time to just be crashing at your mom's house yeah that's mean to your mom yeah like, so mom's got a life yeah <laughs> so we have this uh apartment that we could take but it's a lot of money um, and it's kind of scary to sign a lease before we have yeah. a job, especially me. So the plan is I'm going to get a full-time job mm-hmm. and Maggie is going to be a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, mm-hmm. um, but we're kind of taking a plunge because I'm just now doing my first on-site job interview and I have two more job, job interviews it's next week. Just fine. Yeah. Well, the one today went fine. Yeah. I, they like Maggie said, they put me through the ringer, but I think it, it, it went pretty well. It just put you into programmer head. Yeah. The, well, your job interviews are so weird. So, like, my job interviews, I have gone in previously in my life, and they're like, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, you know, here's a couple kind of specific questions about the discipline we'd like you to have here, prove that you know something about it. And add a, and then, like, you, like, high five, you grab some tea together, and they're like, all right, we'll let you know what we think. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like four hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Adam's job interviews are like, pop quiz, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, they're technical interviews. So they ask you to solve a problem in front of them. Sometimes on a whiteboard, that seems to have gone away. Like usually, like today, what I did was sit on, on my laptop you mean next like to somebody. Uh, Goodwill hunting? Yeah. Do you just write, hey, apples. Do you like apples? I, How about these apples? I, I, You've never done that in a job interview with a whiteboard? I don't know what you mean. That's a real missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you ever just draw a penis? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good in interviews. That's <laughs> so weird. Genitalia does I not would help hire the situation. You immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone should let me be their hiring manager is what <laughs> I'm hearing. Is real a lot of real missed opportunities. Yep. So, should we get into Adam's technical corner? Yeah, sure. Since um, you're already in the right frame of mind for it. I'm in the right frame of mind, but I did not do my research for this. And, Whoops. But I think those make for some really good technical corners. You're just going to wing it? Just go. Like, we should rename this the Adam thinks this is how this works corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just wing it. And if this sounds good, oh, I'm going to be very happy with myself. Because that's what my job interviews are. It's just kind of winging it and saying things that sound good. Don't admit that on the air. Well, (laughs) hopefully they're not listening. That's true. Um, They're like, it's really nice to meet you, Adam. I have questions about your diarrhea story from Highland, Bolivia. Yeah, I have questions about your latest technical corner where you completely misrepresented 
how propane works in cold and at high altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, let us see. So can I start it off? Sure. So we did wild camping in Tahoe at 8,000 feet, so it's high altitude, and it also got really cold. And I turned on the stove, and like a hellfire spewed forth from it. <laughs> like just like huge flames that would like kind of sputter and spit like giant weird flames yeah which was exactly the nightmare i had about propane stoves <laughs> for this whole trip and was never true until the very final night of camping yeah and i was like adam what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah it was really strange i i guess i one thing was we were at eight thousand feet mm-hmm. and perhaps that propane cylinder was filled in at sea level and so, yeah, I think we can say that most definitely. Um, we ha- What actually happened is we brought two propane cylinders. Each were 10 pounds, and we used only one of them for such a vast majority of the trip. It was only when we were back in the U.S. that we needed to um, use the other one. Mm-hmm. And I think this one we filled up in Colombia, and the other one we filled up at a little bit higher al- elevation. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think can affect propane. If you're bringing it up into higher altitude, Propane does not burn as well as butane. So I'm going to chalk that up as the first of my technical corner statements. Okay. I don't have the science or knowledge to actually state why that's the case. This has been my favorite technical corner of all time. (laughs) I think it has something to do with atmospheric pressure relative to the pressure you just the used the word relative cylinder. to make yourself sound fancy. I'm <laughs> on to you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the other thing that happens is cold mm-hmm. makes it so that propane does not work j- as well. When you run a po- propane cylinder off of a stove, it actually causes thermal transfer back into the cylinder. It makes the cylinder cool. Mm-hmm. If you ever, you know, if you're ever using a prote- propane cylinder, go ahead and just feel it after you've used it for a while. You'll notice it's cold. Mm-hmm. Well, the colder it gets the more likely the propane is to come out in liquid form. Mm. And I think that's what we were really seeing. We were seeing propane become liquid and get pushed through the hose. And then that's not great because it burns in big, tall spurts. Which I have a little bit of video of, and it's magnificent. Yeah. So that's what happened. Um, The only thing I'm a little hazy on is why going from low altitude with a propane cylinder, bringing it up to high altitude, why it doesn't burn as well. Um, I know that butane is better for that, um, but I don't have the exact reason. So maybe I'll look that up and tell us next week. Okay. Maggie, mm-hmm. what is in your self-care pillow fort? Um, this one happened by accident today to both of us mm. for a cumulative three times. Ooh. So we're back in our hometown, which means back in the city with all of our friends and our people. And so um, I went to go look in an apartment And I walked by our old gym when it wasn't open, but it was open and all the coaches were there. And one of our friends, Nick, Mm -hmm. who was a guest on this podcast. Yep. And uh, hosted us on Sunday night. And hosted us on Sunday night. And I got to like say hi to all of them and give them all a hug. And I was like, oh shit, like this is great. I'm back in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And then Adam was walking down the street elsewhere and ran into one of our friends from the gym. Yeah. It happened to be right as I left the job interview. Yeah. It was on the same street, like half a block away. Yeah. And just 
You know, oh. our friend Brian was walking down the street. He's like, what the fuck? So he got to see him, which I'm jealous of because I think Brian's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we were walking up and down the Valencia Corridor just trying to find a place to eat dinner. And we had just decided to turn around, actually. Yeah. I thought that was really unique, too, because we were like, oh, screw it. Let's go back the other way. Yeah. And we barely had walked in front of this restaurant that and they were another in. another one of our friends and her boyfriend, like, she came running out of the restaurant. She's like, you're here! And she, like, gave her a big hug. And then we got to, like, randomly have dinner with them. Yeah. And it was awesome. Because uh-huh. I've talked a lot about being on this trip and feeling the absence of community and feeling lonely, even though we're doing this as a pair. And so... I don't know. I, I think that's why I'm like so like hyper today. Like so even though I'm like kind of tired and have a cold and everything, I'm in such a good mood because it's just so cool to be back in the midst of my own community again. Yeah. yeah. It makes me feel really good. Well, good for you. Yeah. Maggie, mm-hmm. shall we charge straight into the three Bs? I believe we should. Would you please explain for the listeners what the three Bs are? Because <laughs> right now they might. you've been listening to this whole podcast. and They might be confused. Um, that's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, I'm just saying, if this is uh, <laughs> confusing... The 60th episode. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, the three Bs, as always, stand for They're beautiful... They're insects, right? Oh. Beautiful, brutal, no, I'm thinking, and bizarre. I, I was thinking of the insect. What? The three Bs. They're, they're brothers. Los that is the <laughs> worst <laughs> joke you have los, ever made. Los tres hermanos. Okay. <laughs> Should we get into this week's... Oh man, beautiful! Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're really yeah. digging deep. Um, beautiful. Should I do my pick first? Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick was that Tahoe National Forest that we camped in. You're that right. It was really beautiful. It was the Douglas fir trees, I believe, mm-hmm. which I grew up with. I think they're the ones that, if you stick your nose into them, they smell like vanilla. Hmm. S- smell the bark. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Smell the bark of your trees. All right. This uh, was a delicious vanilla tree. My mouth is actually watering. <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, don't know why. What's going on with your voice? <laughs> I, th- I think if I just say delicious while I'm podcasting, that's all it takes. And then you think of it's meat. It's not just about it's meat. It's like Pavlovian. And I, uh, oh, meat. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, we had good bacon this morning. Yana uh, uh, Seco. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, flying. I flew the drone over the Tahoe National Forest mm-hmm. and. It was glorious. Maybe it'll make a video. We'll see. Yeah. Maggie, what's your pick for beautiful? Mm, mine's, of course, crossing the Bay Bridge into San Francisco on like a foggy day. In shadow. In shadow. In motherfucking shadow. Shadow back to where she started. So here we, I'm going to do the big reveal in your B. I okay. know I know you love it when I do things <laughs> in your Bs. No, go for it. <laughs> go ahead. Just railroad me out of here. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Shadow started with 178,000 miles on the odometer Mm -hmm. and finished with 210,000 miles on the odometer for a total of 32,000 miles. And our... So this is what the technical corner should have been, right? Well, too late now, buddy. (laughs) That ship sailed. Um, And our wheels are actually a little bit bigger which means that we only we only get like 98% of our true mileage. So we actually drove like maybe, I got to do the math, but maybe 33,000, 34,000 miles. Well, look at that. No, how do, no, that's not even right. 32,500 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, good talk. Mm-hmm. So shall we get into brutal? Yeah, sure. Adam, what's your brutal? Um, being sick 
during go time. What does that mean? This is go time, Maggie. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm just in go time mode. Yeah. Go time. Mm-hmm. Um, Your go time looks a lot like panic, I gotta say. No, I'm not panicked at all. I'm just getting things done because it's go time. Okay. You know? <laughs> all right, weirdo. <laughs> but I have been very sick. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're great. We're, we're going to go to a party, and then, you know, we're going to see Nick and Rebecca, and we're at, like, your mom. It's like, we, you know, it's nice to have a drink and celebrate. Everyone offers it. Everyone plans ahead and, like, makes it happen so that it's, like, it's time to party a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, very sick and very, <laughs> like, I have job interviews, and we have to get yeah. up early, and we have to go to apartments. Yeah. But I think I'm getting better. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, your pick for Brutal? I feel like it's really obvious, but it's apartment hunting in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just, especially with all the places we've been, like Ann Arbor and Montreal and Santiago, like other cities where you're like, this is livable. I could do this. And you look at real estate and you're like, man, that's not so bad. And then you come home and they're like, it's just a middle finger where the <laughs> where the price is listed on Craigslist <laughs> apartments. It's just the middle finger emoji. Uh-huh. And then it says, you know, you'll pay this. Yeah. so that's my brutal Mm -hmm. should we get into bizarre yeah what's your bizarre buddy uh so okay returning to an earlier topic i'm actually going to close the loop you were talking about drivers in la and feeling like you were going to die i'm gonna die you compared them to buenos aires and said like oh i think it's actually harder to drive in la yeah i don't um it is harder to drive in buenos aires it's a little bit more chaotic people it's the norm to just do really crazy things in terms of like where the lanes go what you're what's going to happen next to be fair i didn't drive in buenos aires yeah but it's uh one thing that i have noticed is i think i figured out how driving works especially here in san francisco in la i think it's just a little bit more petty like you can go fast but people are like they don't want to lose ground to you. They want to like get around you, even though there's no reason to get around me. Like they'll just do yeah. something really reckless just to get around you here in San Francisco. It is chaotic. Like the roads don't always make sense. They're not well designed. Um, there's too many cars for the system, but then also the average skill level <laughs> is way lower here than in any city in South America, like big cities, if you're going to drive, you're serious about it. Like, you're a driver. You're a person who drives a car. Mm-hmm. Here, any just hobbyist driver. Oh, my God, you snobby <laughs> son of a bitch. Dilettante driver. I don't know. What's <laughs> the right term? Just bad drivers. Just bad drivers. There's so many bad drivers, but they're still in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they're just doing shenanigans. Like, they're just parking on curbs that are going to block lanes and cause traffic people jams. People are very comfortable causing traffic jams. Yeah, people are very comfortable doing anything stupid that it's just it happens everywhere and then that causes other people to do other stupid things and it's just like a compound of stupidity that is san francisco that a compound of stupidity may be our episode title and we left san francisco from leaving from downtown going just across the bay bridge to come back to the east bay and it was like one of the most harrowing drives i have driven in the last 13 months <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that is here in our hometown because mm-hmm. it, like I just you have to creep through all these downtown roads where every single person's trying to cheat and cut in on the empty lanes 
cut the line really, really bad mm-hmm. and then sneak in and like force their way into lanes. And okay. that's like every turn like, for like 10 minutes. I think that's enough San Francisco ranting now. So anyway, bizarre is how poor the driving school level is in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, buddy. Maggie, mm-hmm. what's your bizarre? So while you were in your all-day job interview today, I went and looked at some more apartments, including one at 20th and Folsom in the Mission, which is like... For anyone who knows San Francisco, like a super prime location, like it's the part of the mission that's pretty up and coming and cool and um, up and coming's not right. It's just up. It's cool. It's, it's a already, cool neighborhood. It's coming. It's expensive. It's coming everywhere. Gr- Adam. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> so I'm waiting. Uh, so the first red flag was that I arranged to m- go to this place over email and the real estate agent just wouldn't believe me. That like I had a husband and that we would be able to pay for the apartment and he wouldn't agree to show me the place until I CC'd Adam on the email and had him just say, yes, what Maggie is saying is right. Yeah. And it was like, will you be ready to rent the apartment today if I show it today to just Maggie? And I was like, yes, Jesus Christ. That email was just so it was worded so weird compared to everyone else's just like a casual. It read a little like like aggressive free form poetry. (laughs) Anyway, so. Then I am waiting in front of the place and the guy who's going to show it to me, who's not the guy who we'd been emailing with, he's just like a, the person who's going to unlock the door for us, um, is like, all right, come around to the side of the building. And I was like, what? So I go over <sighs> behind a restaurant, El Faro restaurant, which is a pretty awesome institution, Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, to where they put all their trash. Mm-hmm. And you walk down this little trash alley, and then you get led to a hobbit hole. Was it pretty awesome institution trash? It was disgusting. It yeah. really smelled oh. like two or three day old Mexican food. Mm. It smells delicious in the front of the restaurant. I don't mean to cast aspersions on the restaurant. They they can't be responsible for how their trash smells, <laughs> but it doesn't smell good. Okay. So then you walk through that, and I was like, is this the front door? And he was like, yep. And the door was probably exactly your height. <laughs> like six feet tall. My like, height. Yeah, okay. it was not a normal height door. All right. So you walk in, and the first room is tiny, like just probably six feet by six feet. And he's Ooh. like, there's the first bedroom. And I was like, what? And there's stains all over the walls. And he's like, so if you re- wanted to repaint, the landlord would reimburse you. Oh, cool. So you can yeah. do free labor for cool. the Cool. Yeah, the I can do that. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for your permission. So then I turn to the right and there's a little narrow hallway with a, t- a couple of tiny rooms off to the side that are literally probably four feet by four feet each. One is the kitchen with just a gas range and a sink. And one is the bathroom with just a toilet and the shower. No sink. I forgot <laughs> to mention that earlier. What? What? No sink in the bathroom. You'd oh. have to come out and wash your hands in the kitchen sink. I would just so pee then, in the sink too then. All right. So <laughs> settle down. So at the end of the hall, there's a doorway. But blocking the doorway is a giant refrigerator. And the guy showing me the place goes, that doorway leads into the restaurant. Into the, the ref- Mexican yes, restaurant. Yes, into El Ferro. <laughs> So you can't move the refrigerator. And that's when I burst out laughing. Because <laughs> this is just, it was just so, it was also hideous. It was also just really ugly and run down and in terrible condition. Jeez. And I started laughing and he started laughing and he was like, so I guess we're done here. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to poke around a little bit more because I got to see what this place is about. <laughs> so I go into the other bath or other bedroom because it was listed as a two bedroom. Right. What they should have listed it as was a shithole. A zero bedroom. Zero bedroom. <laughs> Three the, hallway, zero bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you could tell where the bed had been, 
because and what at what height? Because there were all these footmarks, like dirty footmarks along the wall yeah. in the bedroom. And I was just dying laughing. And I was like, listen, I don't mean to be rude, but this is like the worst place I've looked at. He's like, yeah, we'll find someone for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but so. the thing that's crazy is it's $3,500. This was a $3,500 a month listing. <laughs> that description is so grim. I didn't see it, but it's so grim. And it's pretty amazing because th- we've seen that expensive of apartments but they're usually are, beautiful but they're like they're yeah s- they're tiny or but they're their beautiful. location is amazing yeah like, and this one had amazing location but yeah and the other best part about all of this is i referred back to the craigslist listing because i was like i have to see what these pictures were and they basically cropped out everything i described <laughs> from all the photos yeah. to make you feel like it's actually really big and somebody's just a really bad photographer. Uh-huh. And then for the outside of the building, they actually took a picture of the building direct, uh, diagonally across the street. <laughs> Here's some things you might see out the window. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a building in your neighborhood, theoretically. <laughs> so that was, that was my bazaar. That's a, that's a pretty good bazaar. Oh, man. Yeah. I've, never, I've seen some bad apartments in San Francisco, but using a refrigerator to block a door into a restaurant really takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> the refrigerator in the hallway, past the kitchen and past the bathroom. But if you wanted to plan a heist and steal stuff from that Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. that'd be a pretty good apartment to have. That's true. You'd have a back door <laughs> into the restaurant. Oh God, it's probably painted shut. I'm sure. And uh, oh, the other thing was because the guy showing me did not give any shit. Yeah, it sounds like he was on your side. He totally was. (laughs) He's like, can you believe the shit? Yeah, he was. And so I was like looking in the bigger bedroom, and I was like, how do you keep the restaurant smell out of here? And he's like, I'm sure you don't. (laughs) That was the the best part. I forgot about that. Anyway, (laughs) it was really good. Yeah. So you can support our show on Patreon.com/slash Let's Not Panic. Yeah. And what's the deal, Maggie? People ask us all the time. What's the deal what? with airplane food? Y- yeah, that's <laughs> what they ask us. And we have to explain to them very carefully that, that that's we Jerry Seinfeld's bit. And that we're not riding in airplanes. <laughs> we're riding in shadow. Or mm-hmm. we were riding in shadow. We would like to keep podcasting. We would love your support uh, on Patreon.com to keep it going. We are probably going to be branching out into some new projects as well. Yep. And the Patreon will help us do that. We have so that's very exciting. Some exciting announcements around the corner. Yeah. But until then, next week, we're headed up to Portland to go see the eclipse at the Solar Fest. My sister roped us. I'm going to say roped because she said, like, hey, do you want to go camping with us in Oregon? And I, you know, you know, camping, camping, absolutely. Oregon, and especially like Oregon. Yeah. We were just in Oregon and we loved it. And only slowly did we start to come to understand that this is going to be a world event mm-hmm. where everyone's going to lose their fucking mind mm-hmm. and jam up every single highway mm-hmm. for hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's going to try to drive to a 70-mile swath of Oregon mm-hmm. all at the same time. Hooray. So we're ready for like pretty much full disaster preparedness. Apocalypse. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a mini-apocalypse simulation, I think. But if you're at Solar Fest. Keep an eye out for Shadow. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be we'll at be Solar there. Fest camping in the fairgrounds, apparently, right? Oh, God, are you serious? Yeah, it's right. the fairgrounds, and they've parceled up 20 by 20 spots for everyone, and that's what we're going to be camping in. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, but okay. it's going to be but great. it's going to be great. 
It's so. going to be great. And the eclipse is Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And we have an amazing vehicle for such an occasion. So we've got the solar panels, we've got fan, an electric fan that can run off the panels, we've right. got a power well, inverter. Anyway, if you'll be at Solar Fest, do come say hi. Yeah, look for us. It'll be we'll be yeah. the obvious ones. <laughs> um so you can see pictures from our trip, including probably from at some point during Solar Fest. Yep. On Instagram at Let's Not Panic. And you can see videos we've done on the Let's Not Panic YouTube channel. You can also subscribe to us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Yes, indeed. We love it when you do all of those things. It's true. It warms our cold, cold little hearts. Indeed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. This is what it sounds like where we are. Private thing I'm doing. <laughs> In the middle of the street? No one's around except for you. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. shoot. I missed it. She did it for a really long time. Oh, boy. No. Get it, Lucy. Show you out there Can't tomorrow you looking again. Get it. Get it.